The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Uh, a lot of sports this weekend, a lot to get to. We'll get to the Yankees, unfortunately, here in a few minutes, and uh, I have plenty to say about them. So I'm saving my vitriol for the Bronx Bombers, who, boy, well, that was an impressive weekend in Baltimore, huh? I mean, 28 innings, they scored in two of them. So we'll get to the Yankees. We'll get to the Mets, who win two out of three. They've been playing well, off to a good start. Uh, we'll Touch on some of the other NBA series. Haven't really spent a lot of time on the other NBA series. We'll get to that. Uh, and that's where we start is the NBA and what was a classic game yesterday afternoon. I mean, I uh, talked with Iron Eagle on Friday, and I think, you know, you got the sense that, look, this series has a lot of juice. This series is very competitive. New York versus Boston. Look, I know it's not the Knicks. If this were the Knicks or the Celtics, it'd be a whole another level, a whole another two levels. But the fact that it's Durant, it's New York versus Boston, it's the rivalry. Uh, that's really started, you know, started to brew since the trade, what eight nine years ago with uh, Garnett and Pierce going to the Nets for all those picks. Uh, Kyrie, they played in the playoffs last year, so a lot of little subplots, a lot of little storylines, and what was just an incredible game yesterday. Celtics win it by a point at the buzzer. Tatum lays the ball in. Looks like Durant kind of got lost for a second, caught in between of you know who to guard. Wasn't really guarding anyone. Kyrie really wasn't guarding anyone on the last play. Just a, a bunch of twists and turns. The Nets do cover the plus four. And they are now 14 to one at Bet River Sportsbook to win the title. We've been saying all year six to one, that's too short. Um, you know, they were 550, six to one, and we're just like, look, they could win the title. They got Durant, they got a shot, but six to one when you got to go through a playing game, it's just not worth it. 
Uh, then they get in, they get through the playing game, they go to nine to one, they lose yesterday, and they're and they're fourteen to one. So now maybe it is an opportunity to jump in. Fourteen to one uh, certainly looks a lot better than six to one. They are plus one ninety to win the series, uh, and they don't play again until Wednesday night. Plus three and a half on Wednesday night. And what I think will be a long series, uh, you never want to have an opportunity just slip away like that, especially on the road. You have a chance to really break through against what a lot of people think is a slightly better team. I think we saw yesterday teams are very competitive. I think this is a long, long series. I, I do think it's going seven. And I think game seven will probably come down to the wire. I mean, I think there's going to be plenty of back and forth. I, I don't think home court's going to hold up throughout. If it does, that still puts you in a game seven. Uh, now, look, you don't want to go, fall too far behind. You don't want to sit here and lose Wednesday night. Now you're, you're down 2 nothing. Now you got to win four out of five. But, you know, one game at a time here. Uh, I, I think it's one of those series where uh, it, it's going to be back and forth. And, hell, even if you fall down 2-0, as long as you win game three, you're sitting there playing game four and uh, with a chance to tie. And I, I think game four, you know, everyone always talks about game three being the, the swing game of a series. To me, game four is where these series turn because, you know, it's 2-1 usually. And the team that's ahead can throw the hammer down, take a stranglehold of the series, and basically put it away and go up 3-1. Or the team that's trailing ties it up 2-2, and we're headed for a long series. So uh, a lot of games ahead of us. You would have liked to have that one if you're the Nets. Boy, you would have liked to have that one. Uh, just a, a quick little recap. It was it was fun to watch late, and you could get on Nash for not using the timeouts. Uh, he went Basically, he went home with two timeouts in his pocket. And Kyrie hits the three. Celtics call timeout. They get a quick two, and that's a bad job by the Nets. Kind of an underrated play there to give up the quick two. That kind of turns the clock situation into a, uh, a scenario there where the Celtics are going to get the ball back. And so the Nets give up the quick two, and they don't call timeout after. Maybe you get yourself organized uh, and get a score and kind of put the game away. Now, they didn't call a timeout, but once they missed their uh, the Celtics didn't call timeout either, so interesting i kind of enjoyed it as a viewer just you know what it adds to the drama sometimes this last minute or so of the game last 90 seconds can take 10 15 minutes between timeouts reviews it kills the flow it kills the excitement it was fun yesterday to just see these teams go at it and not have the stoppages that being said maybe brooklyn could have called the timeout hey maybe that's just playing the results because the nets miss and you know nobody's getting on the celtics for not calling timeout there because uh they scored and the nets didn't but again, I, I think when you call timeout, you do give the defense a chance to get set, obviously. And the Nets kind of looked out of sorts on that last play. Durant didn't know what he was doing. Kyrie really wasn't guarding anybody. And boy, that was an underrated play by Smart to not shoot that three. Uh, I think there was three and a half seconds left. Just human nature. Just somebody's watching it. And I have the Nets plus four. So as long as they didn't go to overtime, you're pretty safe there. Just the anxiety of, you know, the natural human instinct there is, you know what? The clock's running down. Shoot the ball. And he pump fakes. He passes. And even Tatum doesn't shoot the ball right away. He spins it. He lays it in. Kyrie went for the steal there. Just uh, not a good play defensively for Kyrie. You know, it basically uh, just gave him a wide open layup to win it uh, by going for the gamble there. So great job by Smart. Really an underrated play there to pump fake, pass, not panic, be aware of the clock, uh, and lay the ball in. And Back and forth game, there were a million fouls early. Just a million fouls. Uh, yeah, I think there were 18 fouls in the first quarter, the most of any game this season. And, you know, the refs are going to have to get a control of the series because both these teams, especially Boston, they play with maximum effort. And that's one thing you kind of worry about here if you're Boston. Can you maintain that kind of effort without getting tired through the whole series? Because you're only playing eight guys. 
Uh, and the Nets are really only playing eight guys as well. I think Kessler Edwards was the ninth and played like three or four minutes. Curry looked a little better, but uh, just going forward here, it, it, you know, you, you wonder here if Boston can sustain that type of effort, uh, you know, for seven games here. And, you know, for 48 minutes, seven games, it's tough because once they wore down, I thought the Nets really started to cook them. Uh, it was a, I think, one-point game after a quarter, tied at the half. Then in the third quarter, the Celtics go on like a 24-7 run because I think it was 62 all at half, and then it was 84-69 you know, midway through the third quarter. So that's, what, a 24-7 run. And it felt like the Celtics were going to pull away. Nets just kind of chipped away, cut it to seven, maybe nine the end of the third quarter, and then just stormed past them. The Nets had a 15-2 run of their own where they took the lead, and they had a couple chances to put it away themselves where they're up four. I think Durant missed the three. Dragic had a couple of uh, fast breaks where one, he tried a crazy layup, couldn't get it to go. Another one, he tried you know, a behind-the-back pass that led to a turnover. But Boston, for a while, they were sitting on two points the entire fourth quarter, just a couple of Tatum made free throws in. Uh, both chance, both teams had opportunities to put the game away at different chances and couldn't do it. Again, Durant did not play well, didn't shoot it well, was dealing with uh, a lot of attention from that really good Celtics defense, didn't shoot it well, turned it over. Uh, you know, Not a great game for Durant, which in one way is encouraging for the Nets because, hey, you didn't play well from Durant and you still could have won the game. Boy, that was a, a tough one to let get away here for the Nets, but Kyrie was incredible uh, on offense, at least. I mean, we see his flaws on defense, but he is turning into really just an elite shot maker here for the Nets. And boy, he just, he, every time he shoots it, now you expect him to go in. That was a big three at the end of the um, end of the fourth quarter, tie game, put him up three with 46 seconds left. Boy, you just felt if you could have won that game and people always overreact to game one, and we'll go through that with the rest of the series. Be careful overreacting to game one, but uh, in a series like this, Look, there's going to be close games both ways, but a chance to steal one on the road. Really felt like the Nets let an opportunity get away, but I do not think they are dead in this series. I actually I actually think they're going to win the series. I think they're going to win in seven. I really do. I, I think it'll be – I think they have enough to get it to seven. I think game seven will be close, and I think Durant and Kyrie, their shot making at the end uh, will be enough to get it done. So just a great game. The, the, the playoffs in general – weren't very exciting. The first round is usually kind of a dud, the first round. Uh, I remember, you know, growing up, it used to be best of five. I, I kind of prefer it that way because a lot of these series, you know, you get a lot of Milwaukee, Chicago, New Orleans, Phoenix. You get a lot of these series that are completely lopsided. Uh, and it's just, you know what? Play best of five, get them over with. Plus, if you get an upset in game one, it adds some juice to it because, you know what, best of seven, you're probably not going to up upset anybody who's much better than you. You get minor upsets, not major upsets. Best of five, it kind of opens it up to, hey, if you lose game one, you're in serious trouble here in game two. You better win game two. So best of five added some excitement to it. Best of seven, to me, the series drag out too long. Um, but again, this is this is a great series. I think this is a long series. I would actually be interested here in the Nets plus 190 to win the series here at Bet Rivers. I lean towards plus three and a half on Wednesday. I think we're looking at another classic game. And how if you you split here and you, you win the game on Wednesday, you're one one going home. You're in good shape. Uh, I'm not sure this is going to be a series where nobody can win on the other team's home court. I think all these games are going to be close, and uh, I think we're looking at six or seven coin flips here uh, the next couple weeks in what should be a long, uh, fun series. Just a great game yesterday, as the Celtics win game one. Uh, I do think it helps the Nets 
that the series is spaced out the way it is. I think, you know, they had f- five days off between the plane and yesterday. Now they get another two days off. They get Monday off. They get Tuesday off. And, uh, you know, they get two days after that off because they don't play. I, I think Thursday and Friday they're off, and then they play against Saturday. So I think that helps the Nets. They're asking Durant to do a lot. They're asking Kyrie to do a lot. It's uh, a short rotation. So, you know, it, spacing the series out, at least early on, helps the Nets. I think once you get past Saturday, it goes every other day. That might be an issue down the line. But uh, I do think, at least in the short term, this gives the Nets a chance here to catch their breath uh, and, and maybe, you know, come back to Brooklyn 1-1. Either way, I think we're looking at 2-1 after 3, probably 2-2 after 4. I do think this is going to be... Uh, just a great series, a fun series. Plus 190 for the Nets to win the series, and 14 to one to win it all. In what is, uh, you know, to win a title here, and, and that's look, that's twice as good as a price you've gotten pretty much all year here. Just one game into the playoffs, so that's why it's important with betting. It's not just what you bet; it's when you bet and, and the timing of these things. So, uh, you know, you had all 82 games to sit here and bet at six to one. Now you just one game into the playoffs and 14 to one. I mean, what are they going to be if you ever lose game two, which you're favored to lose? I mean, what are you going to be? 20 to one, 18 to one. So maybe if you like Boston to win game two, you just wait, wait, and you know, hold your breath here and say, all right, I'm going to bide my time. I'm going to hopefully get the Nets here down 0-2, and then I'm going to jump in. I'm at 18 to one to win the title, maybe 20 to one to win the title, probably plus 275, plus 300 to win the series. So. You know, you can get some good value here uh, if you time things right, especially in the playoffs uh, in terms of these futures. So Nets are off tonight for the playoffs. We do have three games tonight. It is Raptors and Sixers. Sixers minus 7.5 at Bet Rivers. Net, uh, yeah, Raptors are missing a bunch of guys. Barnes doesn't look like he's going to play. Trent is out. Uh, there's one more guy, I think, that was banged up for Toronto who just got run out of the building. Saturday, boy, that was everyone's favorite pick was the uh, the Raptors over the Sixers, and not sure that's going to come home. Part of it is because Barnes is hurt, but part of it is like, look, we're kind of overthinking things here. You got Harden, you got Embiid, you probably got the two best players in the series. Raptors are a nice little team, but uh, Sixers look like they were on a different level the other night. Maxi goes for thirty six, so Sixers minus seven and a half tonight. Warriors minus seven against the Nuggets, and then we got Utah minus five and a half against Dallas. Who who knows when they get Luca back? Doesn't look like that could be much of a series, especially without Luca. Uh, for all of Utah's issues, they're just they're not going to lose that series without uh, without Luca playing for Dallas. It's going to be hard for Dallas to even win more than a game, maybe two games. So those are the three games tonight. Uh, Mets are in action. Yankees are off. Uh, Rangers and Islanders are both in action. I don't know if you guys saw this, but 22 games in a row the favorites have won uh, in the NHL, starting with, I think, Friday. I think they went 14-0 on Saturday. Then they went 6-0 yesterday. Just incredible. Uh, so we do get the Rangers and Islanders. Oh, they are off tonight. They play tomorrow. So 18 in a row for the NHL. I mean, well, that's a, that's a crazy streak. You usually don't see that in a mainstream sport, but... Uh, I don't know enough about hockey to know if that's because it's the end of the year or if that's just random variants, but uh, Rangers are in action tomorrow actually against Winnipeg, and the Islanders are home tomorrow uh, against the Panthers. Both local hockey teams are off. Yankees are off. Mets home to play the Giants tonight. McGill going against Cobb. Mets minus 120, total 6.5. And and we'll do baseball when we get back. I'll give you my thoughts on that game. My thoughts on the Yankees who just stunk up the joint in Baltimore this weekend in Camden. What an embarrassing performance that was. That is next. This 
is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bet River Sportsbook. We'll get to baseball here in one second. Before we do that, just wanted to mention the NBA odds to win the championship here at Bet Rivers. And of course, go to betrivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app. The Sun's still a favorite now, two to one to win the title. Bucks plus 450, that price keeps dropping. Uh, Warriors plus 550, that price keeps dropping too. It looks like they might be actually getting healthy at the right time. And uh, we know how good they are when all those guys are, are healthy and clicking. So. Uh, Warriors might be a threat here. If there's anyone that can beat Phoenix in the West, I do think it's the Warriors. Celtics and Heat both seven to one, and then there's a drop off, and you go Nets fourteen to one, like we mentioned. Sixers sixteen to one, Memphis twenty to one, Utah twenty five to one, Dallas sixty to one, Minnesota eighty to one, Nuggets eighty to one, Raptors hundred to one. I think we can probably cut it off there. The, the Hawks two hundred and fifty to one. If you're feeling feisty, Sixers Sixers is one that jumped out, not just because of. Uh, you know how they look the other night, but that's a pretty reasonable path. You figure they'll get by Toronto here again. It's only one game, but you figure they'll get by Toronto. And then Miami in round two is look they're tough, but you'd rather play them than Milwaukee. And you avoid Boston, you avoid the Nets, so it's not a terrible bracket uh, for the Sixers. So Sixers sixteen to one is one that's interesting. And house specials here at Bet Rivers again every day they offer these fun little odds boosts. And one today Embiid over thirty four and a half points tonight as well as Harden to get over 11 and a half assists. That's tonight versus the Raptors, plus 360. So that's a fun one. And then you have Curry to make over four and a half three-pointers and the Warriors to cover minus seven and a half against the Nuggets, plus 550. That is not bad because, again, with these parlays, and this is pretty much what this is, Warriors to win by eight or more and Curry to hit five or more threes. You're looking for some sort of correlation, which improves your odds of hitting them. So that's one that's not bad. Curry over four and a half threes. Warriors minus seven and a half. That's plus five fifty. Again, go to betrivers.com. Check out the Bet Rivers app for their daily specials. Baseball. Uh, Mets just quickly in action tonight against the Giants. McGill against Cobb. Cobb, we know, is a journeyman, been around forever, played for the you know, Rays, the Orioles, the Angels. He's actually pitched pretty well this year for the Giants. You know, there's some whispers that some of the drug testing policies were relaxed this year so some of these pitchers uh velocity has you know surprisingly increased some of these guys in their mid-30s all of a sudden you know they were low 90s now they're mid upper 90s so maybe there's a connection there i don't know that i'm allowed to say that but just i'm not linking the two i'm just saying they're, they're completely unrelated events some of these guys are throwing harder than they used to so just wanted to point that out Cobb is throwing a lot harder than he used to uh, Giants obviously won 107 games last year. You figure maybe there'd be a little bit of a, a regression after what was really just an incredible year last year. They are now 7-2, so uh, maybe a regression's coming, but not yet. They've gone off to a nice start. Mets obviously 8-3. and three. They've gotten off to a nice start. They have a quick little... Now look, it's an easy schedule to dime back to the Nationals. Winning 2 out of 3 in Philly was nice, but been a pretty easy schedule. Mets are 7-3. and three. Uh, you know, obviously they blew the two games back to back last week against Washington and Philly, but they've rebounded nicely. Uh, didn't hit a lot this weekend, but their pitching has been lights out. I think their ERA is 1.07, their starter ERA, 
and that's the best since ERA's been tracked, and that's without DeGrom. That's without DeGrom, and I think DeGrom's ERA last year was in the low one, so it's basically like DeGrom's pitching every day. That's how good their pitching has been. Now, again, you need him in the long term, DeGrom, but uh, at least 10 games in here, they've pitched well, done enough on offense. You know, Lindor's had some little uh, bouts of power. They hit he, he hit two homers on Friday in the home opener. Uh, Alonzo's done a nice job. The lineup's not overly deep. You know, Marte helps Canna, some of these guys, but you do have the, you know, Giormes and the, the Nitos of the world. Uh, so it's a, it's a good lineup. It's not a great lineup, but the Mets have done a nice job here. Already a three-game uh, lead in the loss column in the East, which, look, it's early, but you'd rather be up three than down three. And as nobody else in the division is over 500, Braves struggling, Philly struggling, uh, Marlins and Nationals, we don't think will be too good, although the Marlins do have a lot of pitching. And it looks like their offense is a little better. So I would lay it here with the Mets. McGill has been outstanding. His numbers are incredible. Again, only two games in, but he looks like he's got the ability to you know, flirt with an all-star team. I mean, he is that good. He throws the ball incredibly well. Location, velocity, everything has been really impressive. So I'll leave the minus 120 here for the Mets tonight. This is a, a nice little test for them against a good team. Again, Arizona and Washington. All right, two out of three against Philly, but it's been a pretty easy schedule. Uh, step up in class a little bit against the Giants. So this will be fun to watch tonight. I do like the Mets minus 120 uh, against the Giants. Now we get to the Yankees. Now we get to the Yankees. Camden Yards has been a place where they've just dominated over the years. Bad pitching staff, small ballpark. Uh, I know they've rearranged the dimensions a little bit to make it a little more pitcher friendly. Uh, the Orioles won 50-something games last year. Just a bad team. Off to a bad start. I think they were 1-4, 2-4 coming in, something. And the Yankees went into Camden this weekend and played 28 innings because that brutal, unwatchable, painful game Friday night went extra innings and kept us all up later watching that garbage on Friday. So they played 28 innings. And the New York Yankees, the $7 billion franchise, this juggernaut, scored in two of them. They scored in two of the 28 innings. Friday night was some of the worst situational hitting you'll ever see. Just awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, Saturday, they were on, the, on their way to getting shut out again. There was a rain delay. They come out and they score, what, four or five runs in the middle of the game. Got shut down the rest of the way, of course. And then yesterday, just completely shut out. That lineup they threw out yesterday. Here, here's the thing about the Yankees. They have seven pretty good players. And, you know, some of these guys haven't hit yet. Gallo and, the, and Torres. Maybe Torres won't hit. Who knows what's going on with him because it's a guy who hit, you know, 38 homers a couple years ago. Looked like he was on the on pace to compete for MVPs. Now he's just a mess at the plate. They're putting him back at shortstop. He's throwing balls away. It's just a disaster. But let's just call Gallo and Torres good players. So you got Rizzo, Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Donaldson, Glaber, and LeMahieu. You got seven pretty good players. There's only six spots for those guys based on the positions they play. So every day, one of those guys has to rest. And then you got the catcher, which is an automatic out. Uh, Higashioka hitting homers in spring training like he's Babe Ruth and then doing nothing in spring in the regular season was the most predictable thing anyone could have ever imagined. The shortstop, I'm so sick of watching the shortstop. The shortstop can't get the ball out of the infield. Uh, and, and he's just become you know a source for anger, at least for me, because all the guys, and this is where it goes back to, all the guys that were available this winter, whether it's Correa or Story or Seager, who they're dying. I mean, Seager got walked the other day with the bases loaded in, in a game where Texas is winning. A, a lefty the a lefty bat the Yankees desperately needed in, in Seager. Seager, Story, Simeon. Uh, you go down the line. Baez is not my favorite player, but at least, you know, he's better than this. All these guys, and you end up with Kiner Falefa 
at shortstop. And they, you know, they, these yes announcers, and we'll get to them in a second too, talk him up all the athleticism, the contact, you know, all that. He stinks. He absolutely stinks. He's an automatic out. The catcher's an automatic out. And then Hicks is okay. You know, he, he's gotten off to a decent start. He hasn't hit well in, you know, big time situations, but his numbers are pretty good, at least so far. But that's a really rough bottom of the lineup. You can afford to carry one of those guys. Carrying two automatic outs is uh, in an American League lineup. Uh, it's just, it's not the idea. It, this is the New York Yankees. And they run out of a lineup yesterday where Gallo sits and Rizzo sits. It's not Randy Johnson pitching. I mean, it's Bruce Zimmerman. You're sitting two of your seven good guys. So you have a lineup yesterday with LaCastro, Kinder Falefa, and Higashioka hitting seventh. It's just, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. And again, it goes back to the winner and them just not wanting to spend the money. You know, them just being cognizant of this luxury tax and their budget and them operating like they're the Kansas City Royals. And it hurts the product on the field. I mean, this was obviously a very flawed team coming into the season. We saw it last year where they went forever without hitting. Now, they had that 13-game win streak. They had their moments where, all right, this is the Yankees. You know, they, they look like the Yankees. But they had a million games last year where they just couldn't, you know, they did what they did Friday. They couldn't hit. And they did what they did yesterday. They couldn't hit. They just go through these long stretches where they, they strike out a million times. They just, it's a brutal offense to watch at times. Now, they'll get hot. Seems like they always start slow. Seems like they always have a series in April against Baltimore where they look terrible. As the weather gets better, the, the ball travels better, they'll hit. Uh, you know, they'll win their 80-something, 90 games. I'm not, you know, I, I don't think, I'm not, not at the point yet where this team's going to, you know, be 500 or under 500. They'll be fine in terms of that. But this, to me, is not a championship team. Now, like, you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. But they really, uh, they're getting what they deserve because it, there was an opportunity here uh, to really improve this team and, and make a pretty good team a dominant team with a couple of acquisitions. If you got Freeman and Seager on this team, this has a chance to be a really, really good team uh, as opposed to what they are now, which is a team with a lot of holes. Gallo's, you know, brutal to watch. The shortstop can't hit. The catcher can't hit. It's just, it, it, and they're boring to watch. It's just so repetitive. Every guy goes up and strike out and just, you know, man in scoring position. They have a bat at bat. Uh, Gallo Friday night hits the ball two feet. It's just, it's a terrible, terrible product to watch. Uh, and I'm happy they're off tonight. I can't take another night of that. I mean, I know we're only a weekend of the season, but I need a, a week away from the Yankees. That was a disgraceful weekend for the Yankees. Uh, they are now 14 to one at Bet Rivers to win the title, to win the World Series. The Mets are 14 to one as well. Uh, to me, the Mets are the much better bet there, much better bet uh, than the Yankees. Uh, the, the Mets, they'll add people if they need them. Their pitching's good. They'll get Degrom back. To me, this Yankee team is good. They'll be in the playoffs. They'll be in the mix. But to me, this Yankee team has plenty of issues. And uh, the manager's another one. Uh, how this guy got an extension, I have no idea. They basically fired Girardi. Girardi took a team. That team was like 40-1 to to win the World Series in 2017. And they were one game away from the World Series. They're up three, three games to two against Houston. And Cashman, uh, a couple weeks ago, says, well, in my mind, we made the World Series, so our drought isn't really a drought because Houston cheated. Okay. I mean, it's ridiculous, but okay, let's go with that line of thinking. If you made the World Series that year and you're going to just declare yourself the World Series champion, let me ask you this. Why'd you fire Girardi? Why'd you get rid of your manager? You were 40-1 to 1 to win it all. According to you, you won the World Series or made the World Series. Why'd you get rid of your manager? I know he rubbed people the wrong way or whatever. You know, wasn't great in the building. But you can't tell me you you made the World Series in 2017 even though you didn't 
and then say, hey, we got rid of our manager. Then Boone comes in, hasn't gotten you as far as Girardi has, and he gets a three-year extension. Makes no sense whatsoever. And his performance this weekend was awful. I, I know, you know he's likable. Everyone likes him. Uh, he gets on the umpires. He's got some personality. I like him too, but he is not a good manager. Uh, bringing Chapman in with the bases loaded Friday night. One out. Now he strikes out Mullins, and I, I thought he had the next guy struck out. It was kind of a – he got squeezed a little bit with two strikes. But nobody trusts Chapman. You just knew once it got to 2-2, two -two, you got that pit in your stomach where you know he's going to walk the guy. Uh, the ball three wasn't close. Ball four, I know they they said was technically in the strike zone. That wasn't a strike either. Uh, and just you never trust Chapman. You can't bring him in there with the bases loaded. He's just too wild. And he doesn't throw as hard. He doesn't throw as hard. He's another guy where as the season goes along, the weather gets warm, his velocity will uptick, you would think, you would hope. But to bring him in the bases loaded situation there was not a good decision. And then yesterday, uh, Rugnet Odor's up, bases loaded. Luecki, the lefty's ready to go. And Odor cannot hit lefties. Uh, I can pull up his numbers against lefties. He cannot hit lefties. His numbers against lefties are awful. Loizaga goes in a righty. You figure, all right, the lefty's ready to go. Loizaga comes out. Luecki comes in. What do they do? They leave Loizaga in to pitch to him. Odor rips a base hit. It's 2 0 Baltimore. Uh, you could have turned the TV off there because you knew watching the Yankees, they weren't scoring one run, much less two. I mean, the Yankees, they're not scoring two runs. unless Even if you give them a run, they're not scoring two. There, there was no way that game was over uh, right at that point, which is a sad state of affairs You know, to say you're down 2 nothing against Baltimore and you know the game's over. I turned it off right there. But then he brings Lewicki in. After, like the lefty's ready to pitch the lefty. He doesn't pitch to him, and then he gives up the base hit. Then he brings in the lefty. You can't make it up. It's just it's so brutal to watch. Uh, and look, these guys aren't going anywhere. The, the GM doesn't go anywhere. The, the manager doesn't go anywhere. Everyone thinks everyone's doing a great job. Uh, as long as people keep going to the ballpark and keep spending money on tickets, uh, as long as they keep making money and they are making money hand over fist, even though they're not spending it, they're making it. Uh, Hal and th these clowns that are running the Yankees, they're more than happy to just take your money, put it in their pocket, and roll out this product every night. And it's just... Oh, God, I'm so happy they're not playing tonight. What an awful weekend that was. They lose two out of three to Baltimore. They're lucky they didn't get swept. I mean, they are really lucky they didn't get swept this weekend. Just two terrible losses and, you know, a win Saturday, fine. You wouldn't want against Baltimore. Congratulations. Just, just an awful weekend. So they are off tonight. Thank God. They do play in Detroit tomorrow. That's like an early, I think, 640 start Eastern in Detroit tomorrow. We'll see if they can get Amanda second base tomorrow. That'd be nice. That's a good goal for the series. Get a man on second base. We'll see if Gallo can find it. We'll see if Gallo can find second base after all this time. My God. Between him and Kiner Falefa and Higashioka, just a brutal, brutal product. So Yankees look terrible. Just an awful weekend. Mets win two out of three. They are in action tonight against the Giants. Uh, we do like the Mets here. Minus 120 tonight with McGill going. When we come back, we'll go around the NBA, spend some time on these other series, and wrap up the show. That is next. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Bet River Sportsbook is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to sign up. Must be 21 or older, available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. 
All right, we are back. New York City Cast, Bet River Sportsbook. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, follow. Uh, appreciate you guys for doing that. Go back uh, Friday, one of our better episodes to have Iron Eagle on. You know, give us 45 minutes right before Nets Celtics. You know, some of his Durant stories, his Raftery stories was uh was really good. I know some of you guys uh, that listened to that messaged me, texted me that you guys really enjoyed that. So appreciate that. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, download, follow all of that, which is much appreciated. So uh, thank you guys for that. Quickly here, NBA around the league in terms of the other series, which we haven't spent really any time on any of these other series. I'll just give you some of the updated odds at Bet Rivers and just a thought or two on those. Again, the first round, I really like the first round, especially that first Saturday of the first round, just because there's so many games. There's kind of a buzz with the playoffs starting, but you know, it's usually more quantity than quality. Now, it, it's a little better this year because you got the Nets as a seven. You know, the Timberwolves are pretty good as a seven. Uh, there's more depth, there's more balance. There's not that one dominant team. I, I guess the Suns at 64 wins are pretty close, but you know, there's usually, I remember a Heat Bucks series like in 2013 where it was like the Heat were like minus. 40,000 to win the series. You don't have those series where are just uh, a complete waste of time. Although Suns Pelicans will probably be a sweep. Bucks Bulls, I could see being a sweep. Um, but most of these series are fairly competitive. Although the, the favorites did do pretty well this weekend, at least straight up. And I think against the spread, they did okay as well. Um, but again, I, I really miss when it was best to five as opposed to best to seven. It gives it some juice, moves these series along. But uh, let's just get into some of these. We mentioned that Celtics, Celtics minus 240, Nets plus 190 at Bet Rivers updated series odds. Uh, those teams play again Wednesday. I would look towards the Nets. I think that's a long series. Uh, I do think that's a really long series. So uh, maybe it's a good time to jump in on the Nets. If you like Boston in game two, maybe you wait and just grab the Nets at a better price. Let's see. Timberwolves, Grizzlies. That was a fun game Saturday. I think this is a fun series. That's the one underdog that won. Uh, Minnesota Saturday afternoon one is like a seven point underdog fun game Edwards went off uh, that's a uh, there's a lot of athleticism on Minnesota they've got a lot of confidence now it's minus 134 for Memphis Minnesota plus 110 Memphis was like a minus 350 favorite going in so hey you win game one on the road you're going to swing the odds this might be a time to jump in on Memphis I would expect Memphis to get back in game two now, this is probably going six. Maybe it gets to seven, but even if you can get it to seven, if you're Memphis, you got a game seven at home. So I do think Memphis wins the series. Uh, I think it's a longer series now that Minnesota broke through in game one. But again, we react to these, we overreact to these game ones in, in, a lot of times. So I do think this might be a good time to jump in on Memphis. I would expect them to get back uh, in the series, win here tomorrow, I think is the next game, and win the series. So Memphis minus 134 is one that jumped out to me. Bucks, Bulls. Bucks minus 3,000, Bulls plus 1,200. Bucks actually took their foot off the gas in that game last night. Got up. I think it was like 12 nothing early. It looked like the Bucks were just going to run him out of the gym. And they really, the Bucks just got sloppy, bad shots, bad turnovers. Bucks, uh, Bulls had like a five-point lead late in the third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter. Bucks said, you know what, I guess we're going to have to play hard. They put their foot on the gas, and they won the game, I think, by seven or so. Didn't cover. But this is going to be a short series. Bucks are going to win in either four or five. I lean towards four, but hey, if you're going to be sloppy and kind of nonchalant, maybe the Bulls get a game. They won't get more than a game. Uh, Bucks will win this series. That's a bad series. Sixers, Raptors, uh, Raptors minus. Uh, I'm sorry, Sixers minus 480. Raptors plus 340. That was the Sixers. Uh, that that was a series everyone was picking against the Sixers, 
And hey, maybe maybe everyone will still be right. Uh, but that's one where you just you turn it on and you see, boy, Embiid's the best player on the court. And maybe Harden, if he's I mean, he looked great, he looked thin. You know, I think the week off helped him. Harden should be the second best player on the court. And if you got the two best players in a series, it's, it's just hard to lose the series. Now Barnes is beat up uh, for the Raptors. So I would expect the Sixers to win tonight, probably get a split in Toronto, probably finish it in five. So no play there. If you're looking for exact series score, I, I would play Sixers to win it probably in five. Similar Dallas and Utah. I just don't see how Dallas can compete without Luka. It just, that would be hard to imagine. Uh they, you know, Utah didn't even play well Saturday. That was the first game Saturday at 1 o'clock. Utah doesn't even play well. It's actually a one-point game late, but Utah pulls away, wins the game by 6, and covers it. Uh, that's, again, no Luke in Game 2. Probably no Luke until Game 3 or Game 4. At that point, you know what? If you're down 3-0, do you even bring them back for Game 4? Uh, to me, Utah, minus 500. Mavericks, plus 365. Utah, he's going to be moving on here, barring some miraculous turn of events here uh, I would expect Utah to win this game and win this shit win this series uh, in short order same thing Warriors and Nuggets uh, Warriors minus 625 Nuggets plus 440 Jokic and nobody else I mean that's just he doesn't have a top 100 teammate it's part of the reason he's going to win MVP it's a nice story he was incredible this year but he is undermanned against the Golden State team that is just kind of getting healthy at the right time Draymond is just an incredible defender Clay hit some shots Curry's back Pool's really good. It's a it's a good team. I, I kind of didn't think they were healthy enough to win it, but if you're going to have all your guys healthy, they're going to be very dangerous um, against anyone, including Phoenix. So Warriors minus 625. I would expect them to win that in five or so. Uh, Hawks, Heat. I thought the Hawks could be more competitive in this series than at least game one would indicate. Now, they were just shredded on defense. They just they didn't come to play yesterday. I don't know if it was the quick turnaround, winning Friday, having to win two games in three days and then turn around and play in Miami. Again, a Saturday night off in Miami is never a good thing for a visitor, but you know maybe Atlanta wins one, maybe they win two. That's probably going to be Miami in you know, coin flip, either five or six. Another one that's probably going five. I think a lot of these series are going five. You know, the more I talk this out out loud, um, I just I don't know that we're seeing a lot of seven game series here, even a lot of six game series here. I think Memphis, Minnesota will go, you know, six or seven. I think Brooklyn, Boston probably goes six, or I would lean seven. Other than that, a lot of these are quick series, and add one to the list in terms of that, and that is the Phoenix Suns, minus 5,000, Suns, plus 1,400. I don't see the Pelicans winning a game. Maybe they get one. Maybe it's the old gentleman sweep where Phoenix up 2-0 takes the foot off the gas or up 3-0 takes the foot off the gas in New Orleans. But uh, Phoenix won by 11 late Sunday night in a game I'm sure not many of you were watching, and that's only for the uh, – only for the diehards staying up to 11.30 at night to watch Suns-Pelicans. I doubt many of you were watching. I kind of watched I watched the first half, first three quarters. It was pretty clear obvious, uh, early on that Phoenix was in control. I guess they took their foot off the gas, too, and the game got pretty close. But the Suns win. I think they did cover, two because they won by 11. That closed at 10.5. That's a sweep, or that's you know a five-game series. So uh, Suns minus 5,000 there. Again, more, the more I talk it out, a lot of these series are not great. But it should set up for a good second round. And we do have Memphis, Minnesota. We do have Brooklyn, Boston. So it's nice to have the playoffs here. I think we'll get some of these you know, more less competitive series out of the way. And it should be a great second round, a great third round. Finals, as always, should be competitive. So that's the NBA. Uh, the plays for tonight are the Mets, minus 120. 
I don't love anything in the NBA. You know, I, I think all three favorites are going to cover, uh, are going to win. I don't know about cover. If you just want to par- parlay all three favorites on the money line, you get it plus money, and that's the Sixers winning, the U- uh, the Jazz winning, and Golden State winning. I do all, I do think all three will win. You know, you figure all three teams that are behind 0-1, they come out with their best punch, and you know what? We can't afford to go down 0-2. So maybe some of these games are a little closer. Maybe one of the underdogs covers. But I do think chalk prevails tonight. I do think all three favorites win if you want to parlay those. I usually wouldn't do it, but I don't think it's a bad idea. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll do plenty of Mets. We'll do plenty of Yankees, unfortunately. Is uh, We'll see if they can fulfill their quest to get a man on first base. What a joke that was this weekend. So we'll root for the Mets tonight. Yankees back in action tomorrow. Plenty of baseball, plenty of NBA. Draft is around the corner. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.